0: Small business. Pablo Fatides from Auric Business Incubator uh, is with us to help us through the world of small business. He's been away for
1: months. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Feels like months. <laughs> well, I'm pleased you missed me, but not months. Nice no. holiday? Uh, well, it was kind of a working holiday. Don't you ever take time off?
0: Anyway, look, I'm into the real world, the cut and thrust of what we're doing today. Service. What is service?
1: So, you know, Bruce, when when I meet with a lot of entrepreneurs, one of the questions I always ask before we engage on any level of business development or whatever the case is, is what makes you special? And 99% of the time I hear, no, it's my service. It's absolutely the service. That's what really sets us apart. How many people delude themselves when they talk about their service proposition? Well, what does service really mean? Because when you actually ask that question, I normally hear a mouthful of teeth. And it got me thinking, you know, on Monday we're doing this book review on the innovators. Yes. Okay. And you gave me this big fat book, 500 and something pages. Is to that read. why your
0: holiday was the word, was the word <laughs> you had to read this book? I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no. Listen, I need to thank you and I need to thank Cecile for giving me that book. It's probably the best business book I've ever read. Okay. You can review okay. it on Monday. Well, yeah. Well, and it, but it got me thinking about what service really means because – In the old days, so let's go back to the days when products ruled the world. And there was this guy called Henry Ford, and he converted horses into cars. And he was famous for saying, everyone can have one as long as it's black. I love the other
0: quote attributed to to Henry Ford, who was very single-minded in his mission. um, And that was to deliver motor cars. And he said, if I'd gone to people and said to them, so what would you like to get you around quicker? They would have said, Design me a faster
1: horse. <laughs> exactly. Add another horse. <laughs> yes. Give me two horses. So he built horsepower. He built horsepower
0: and he created motor cars. So what's what's so, heading so, forward in service cotton?
1: Okay, so so in the old days when products were were unusual and in the and in fact very uncommon and not easily come by, the product could stand in its own right. But today the argument I put forward is that there's no such thing as a product based business. Every business today is a service business. And if you look at it, you might have a product which acts as a commodity. So take cell phones, for example. One smartphone compared to the next smartphone compared to the next smartphone. Really, from a function point of view, from a capability point of view, largely the top end of the the range phones are very, very similar. If you look at cars, very similar. If you look at vacuum cleaners, very similar. The big brands have created Quality products, good products, solid products, that from one feature to the next, they match and measure up with each other. Fair
0: enough. Okay, I'll buy that.
1: So what then triggers you to support one brand over another? And that's where the nebulous definition of a product starts becoming what we refer to as an augmented service something you get over and above the actual product itself. Often when
0: you go and you want to go and buy a printer, for example, the two questions you ask are, what do the cartridges cost? Because they cost six times more than the printer itself eventually. Um, And the other one is, what happens when it breaks? And Oh, it'll be serviced here. And don't tell it's like a six-week lead time and other stuff that comes with it. But the questions are around service. You want to know that
1: you are going to get that service. Yeah, and that determines a product. You know, many instances, if you're going to go and buy a car from a dealership, when you buy that car, people forget to ask the right questions. And the right questions are, okay, so when I service the car, will you come and collect me and will you drop me off? Or will you give me a courtesy car for the day? And increasingly, I think, when it comes to the automotive industry, it's those softer features, those finer features that surround the physical product of the car that make the decision at the end of the day.
0: Mm, absolutely, as about Brand and part of the brand uh, promise, of course, is service. Uh, what's your experience of service? Do you offer the best service in town? What makes you stand out? Are you brave enough to test your service against the critical ear and eye of Pavlo Fatidis? Oh two one four four six oh five six seven oh double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. Are we good at service in South Africa? I think we're
1: getting better, and you know it. it really varies from company to company, so. I've done some a Branch really,
0: to branch, day to day, con- my experience.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was speaking to a, an organization that really focuses on immigration. Bit of a difficult subject at the moment. IMI or Emmi? me. E-me. So people coming in? People coming in. Right. So you've got multinationals. The multinationals exist all over the world. They want to do business in South Africa. They still see South Africa as a leap pad into sub-Saharan Africa. But part of what that requires is they need to bring in certain of their staff, their key staff and their key executives. And this company was telling me about the completely different and unpredictable experience that you will have with the South African embassy in, for example, Germany, compared to a South African embassy in, for example, Singapore or wherever it may be. There's no consistency over there. And service, in many ways, is where the problem lies Foul! Uh,
0: it, it's in training. I mean, the, the the theory behind McDonald's global success has been that you should be able to wander into a South African McDonald's or into a Dubai McDonald's or a New York City McDonald's and not notice the difference.
1: Okay, that's so, the theory. Yeah, that's the theory, and it's actually a very, very key indicator of where service lies. So, because,
0: is, okay, I'm going to say it now before yes. you do. Is service a system?
1: Oh, Bruce. Now you've spoiled it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you've spoiled it.
2: Okay, so, Stop so let's. Taking
1: your punchline. <laughs> you've taken my punchline. <laughs> sorry. All right, so, so let's look at where people argue service. They argue service in marketing. And really, what is marketing all about? Marketing is it's an idea of a promise you make to a customer come to me for the following product or service, and this is what you will experience. So really, it's the invitation to do business with us. Selling, people argue that service is selling. Actually, the service that we think is the service of selling is simply a tactic to close a deal. Mm. Service is delivered in truth in the operations of a business. So let's go to McDonald's. With McDonald's, when you make that hamburger, whether it be here or Mumbai or wherever the case may be, there is a system in place that you are trained on. And you will follow it without fail each and every time.
0: I've been taken through the McDonald's process. Craig Solomon, the chief executive uh, managing director of uh, McDonald's in South Africa, has taken me behind the scenes in McDonald's. It's not creative. You don't, get a, you don't give it a little extra squeeze of sauce because <laughs> no. then you're breaking the system.
1: Yeah, and you, you're, you're failing the customer expectation. Yeah. Because if that picture has one dollop of tomato sauce, then that's what it has to be.
0: A couple of comments coming through my Twitter feed this evening. Israel Scorsana says, did Pablo just say the top-end cars are all the same? He clearly hasn't driven the Porsche GT3. Israel, not all of us have worked in banking. Uh, Carlo, (laughs) uh, Carlo Van says, as for products, it's not the branding that carries more weight than the service. But service is a component of branding, isn't it? I mean, if you've got a great brand, service is an element of it.
1: Yeah, so let's go back to it. I market. The market is an invitation to do business. You knock on the door. I sell. The purpose of selling is simply to close the deal. Now I need to deliver. And if my operations don't deliver against the expectation created from the marketing invitation, and there's a disjuncture there, then we've lost the ability of service. Because word of mouth is what destroys it.
0: Antonio Montgomery Park, your comment. Hello. Hello.
2: Right, thank you for taking my call. Pablo, I think uh you know, I know you're talking in the context of the small business, but I think every small business will become a big business. I think there's a major disconnect in terms of the cost of marketing and the spent versus the cost that's invested in after sale services. I'll use contact centers as an example. You know, in most organizations, uh people that work in contact centers, which is primary channel for customers to get service, are the newest of people and possibly, you know, you want people that have Got more years of experience with the organization. So, I believe that the company should do a, f- a focus change in terms of their service channels and have people work in the back office, in the back rooms, and once they've acquired the required experience, then put them in front of the customer instead of putting the newest person in front of the customer that has to uh, deal with the customer. I mean, cus- companies are looking at saving costs on, on, uh, from a service perspective. But then millions of rands are spent on marketing. And, I mean, the cost of keeping a customer versus, uh, 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 you know, uh, losing a customer, I mean, there's just a major disconnect
0: there. Antonio, thanks so much for your call this evening. The point being that companies don't invest enough in training and too often the least experienced person in the room goes, you go and do customer service, go on, go deal with them. They're so annoying, those customers.
1: <laughs> but there were two things that Antonio read. That yeah. was the second thing. The first thing he raised, which is something so close to my heart, Bruce, He said, you know, you talk about small businesses, but all small businesses could be big businesses. I talk about small businesses because that's where every business starts. I've never met an entrepreneur business owner, an entrepreneur business owner, Bruce, who has a small business. Even when they're doing a turnover of 100,000 rand a year, that individual – It's their world. Yeah, that individual is building the next Anglo-American or Standard Bank or whatever the case might be. They're building a big business. And it's simply part of a journey. The second thing, Antonio, the, the, the remark you made about where people make their investment. There is a theory I've heard from a very astute uh, marketer who turned on and said the proportion of ad spend of a company is directly related to its inability to follow through on service. Now, I think it was a bit of a Ooh, harsh statement. That is statement. nasty. It was a very nasty statement. But he gave me one or two examples. And what were those? Well, <laughs> come on. Well, Bruce, take a look recently, recently at, you know, before I so-called went away on this two-month holiday that you two weeks, are claiming. Yes. Okay. Before I went away, what was the hottest topic on air? And it was about the sudden change, mid-contract, in the price of bandwidth
0: cell phone providers um, breaking their breaking their contracts and saying we've got a clause in our contracts that allows us to charge you more if we choose to and so we can change our contracts you can't
1: mm. that so, is that service uh,
0: does it matter when you've got three cell phone providers that have all done the same thing in the last two weeks
1: and does it matter when you have billions of rands to throw at advertising in order to keep your brand alive to keep your presence capable able at the end of the day it's a
0: different proposition though if you're a small business and mm-hmm. these guys are not um, your brand is can make or break you these guys can uh, have brand damage and, and
1: rebuild it and continue yeah. and continue okay. so when you're a small business I'll tell you how it eventuates you're sitting in a situation you're in the process of growing your business you secure a client it's your biggest client yet and what you do is you put 100% of your effort in terms of managing the relationship with that client as a result you do well with that client. Yep. That client refers you to someone else. You then strike up a second client. Let's say, especially in the mining industry, it's very common this. And the manager at shaft number nine says to the manager at shaft number 16, you really should use Bruce. The service we're getting from him is fantastic. He's available 24-7, brilliant guy to do business with. Now, the moment you go from shaft nine to shaft 16, the 100% of effort and time that you had available to serve a shaft nine is now divided in half. But, the, but that's the problem with
0: being too good at service. And I made that point up front, and I, I, I knew it would upset you a little
1: bit. But it's a reality. So Well, in part, it, yeah. that's the problem when the service of your business sits and vests with you yeah. and not a system. Because if you can turn that service… Somebody said that earlier. <laughs> someone, someone yeah, A very astute comment was made earlier. If you can turn that service that you're delivering into a system in your business be it a checklist, be it a set of activities that a staff member has to perform each and every time at a particular point in time, to create that service experience by that shaft number nine, it gives you the opportunity to bed down shaft number 16 and maintain the service level that was promised between those two individuals.
0: Agreed. However, the small business owner says, I want to be better than a system. I don't want to be a McDonald's of service. I want to tailor my service to the individual needs of my customer. Uh, you do that, you run the risk of being a small business forever, I suppose.
1: Well, in part you do, but one of the biggest trends that we're seeing emerge globally at the moment is mass customization. And I'll give you an example of where you're going you're to see it start emerging. So I had a look at a piece of technology, Bruce, where you step into this booth, and it's, it's quite a scary experience because it basically scans you. Oh, these are the what you do in dressing rooms, and then you can yeah, buy exactly. your clothes
0: online. This was uh, innovated
1: in New York
0: five or six years ago, I think. Yeah. Yes,
1: but it, it hasn't become mainstream yet. No. So you walk in, it scans you, and it says, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so it scans you, and then it, it provides you a range of clothing. You select the items you want. And then from there, these sewing machines, which are roboticized sewing machines, literally cut and make and, and stitch the fabric together. It then gets delivered and dispatched to you. It's mass industrialization, but it's absolutely personalized service.
0: Yep, service is the be-all and end-all. We're not particularly good at it in South Africa. We're getting better, says Pablo. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. Thank you so much, Pablo, for TV's from Auric Business Incubator. Make your service great but make sure that it doesn't depend on you and have a bit more soul with your service than perhaps some of the large international conglomerates which have created the service models out of necessity. They've needed to be able to do all of these things automatically.